0: world of our bodies, starting with our amazing vaginas. I'm your host, Lori, local neighborhood social worker, um, soon to be joined here by Hannah, our friendly, amazing science teacher, as well as curriculum developer. Um, We're here to kind of guide you through this journey of self-discovery, connection, and empowerment, and most of all, Just so we can talk about what the heck is going on with our vaginas, what does it mean to have one, what do we do to take care of it, and what on earth is happening, Um, because clearly we're struggling out here sometime with what is going on. Um, So grab a cup of tea, get cozy, and let's dive in to this fascinating universe of having a vagina and here we're here to celebrate all shapes sizes experiences and then some whatever opinion or product or thing that is shared on here idea it's not necessarily going to vibe with everyone and doesn't necessarily reflect every single opinion that we have as we navigate this podcast right so we're here just to provide that vessel so everyone can learn more information so take what you need leave what you don't if you want to try something new or alternative cool ask your doctor about it, and most of all, listen to your body. So without further ado, Pussy Poppers Episode 1. So, okay, are you down to do Pussy Poppers? Is that what we're doing right now? Because I'm kind of in love with that whole name (laughs) for like the how-to vagina situation we have going on.
1: It sounds like a drug that I'm supposed to take to, like, really increase my libido and not to, like, better connect to my body, but, you know.
0: But isn't that, isn't that what we're doing? We're providing a way for you to reconnect to your body, right? So.
1: Well, I mean, libido, though. Like, <laughs> like, you know, get your sexy poppin', pussy poppin' on, like, pop that pussy on that, you know, <laughs> Other person, you know. I dig it. you pussy like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I honestly, that would be hilarious if that was like the theme song. Unfortunately, I'm using like free audio to create like our our tone situation in the beginning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think like because you are a science teacher. <laughs> uh-huh. And maybe we can revisit, like, human anatomy a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because that that definitely needs to... I think everyone needs a lot more information on that topic. Even I do.
0: Seriously, I feel like we are so blind to what is happening with our bodies, and particularly our vagina. (laughs)
1: no wonder because like i mean i don't remember what year it was either like 2023 or 2022 like period products finally started using something other than water to test out the absorbency and it's like any person who has unfortunately blood on a monthly basis knows that that consistency is not watery i know that it's thick and it's chunky and all the things and to think that we've been relying on these companies for period products that don't even do what they're supposed to do for us
0: yeah I hear you I also feel like the way we treat our bodies Is just so wrong. And what I mean by that is like, we are so disconnected, I feel like, as a society with our bodies and what our bodies are supposed to do and like what's natural, you know? And half the time I will call other women because I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Can you tell me if this is natural? And I'm like, why is it still at like 30 something? I am still calling my grandma and being like, you are the woman with the oldest vagina that I know. (laughs) <laughs> Please tell me oh, what is happening right now. Oh my god. I mean
1: at least you have your grandma to call. For me, it's Google. Like, yeah. I'm willing to figure out like what is this? Is this a yeast infection? Is this B V? Is this, you know, a UTI? And going in blindly trying to figure out how to solve this without having to pay a sixty dollar urgent care fee.
0: Seriously seriously so okay so our podcast basically is going to be number one uncovering the myths of the vagina and what that entails and hopefully providing dialogue so that we can connect to our bodies that would be really lovely um and just like other things that come up with having a vagina the normal the not normal basically everything is somewhat normal um (laughs) but that's like kind of the game plan that I'm thinking what about you
1: that sounds like a great game plan but are we always doing this while we're while we're naked though I just need to know because I'll have to mentally plan for this
0: yes (laughs) yes I think we should do you want to like Explain why we're naked right now. (laughs) Do you want to do that? I mean,
1: do we have to?
0: (laughs) No, just so you guys know, we're always naked, (laughs) that's just how we roll here, and there's no questions, no questions about it. Um, so okay so I've been wanting to do this how-to vagina situation for years literal years and I've just at first I thought it was going to be like a book situation and then I was trying to get like stories from a bunch of women and of course we had a I have had a lot of people say yeah that they were really interested and like talking about their experience with having a vagina and um just all the things that comes with you know womanhood and what that's like um, but then it never happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes great ideas just need a little catalyst, a little push, you know, yeah, to get rolling.
0: Yeah, never happened. So why is it that you were like, you texted me and were like, okay, we have to do this. What, what was going on with that?
1: Um, you know... I feel like we've had so many different conversations about different issues over the course of our lives. Like, I mean, like thinking about college, thinking about like, even after my divorce, like I, I had only had sex with one guy for 10 years. And so then going back out to the dating field and seeing all the stuff that was happening to my body as I was reintroducing it to the dating scene and also it was like every time I had some sort of issue I had no one to talk to about it I felt really uncomfortable you know I don't have a strong relationship with my mom um don't really have any relationships with any older women so a lot of the times it was me calling you and being like hey yeah you know and realizing that I'm probably not alone in that phase what about you though
0: definitely I think like Um, there's just so many things about it. One is like our bodies continue to change. And even though we're done with education at 18, obviously the Florida school system failed me, um, miserably, (laughs) but that I can't identify my own body (laughs) parts, but, um, Yeah, it was just like our bodies don't stop changing, though, and there's so much education about that, and instead of just being like, oh, you know, aging is this scary thing, and we're just always supposed to be like, oh, that's it. We hit adulthood, and our bodies are just going to stay the same after puberty, Um, and then I heard about perimenopause, and I was like, what the fuck is that? I've heard of many, po- like, menopause, but I was, like, Perry like, what, th- perimenopause? Like, what the hell is this, like, soon-to-be-incoming natural disaster that I'm 100% unprepared for? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right? So oh, I was, God. like, we have to have more, like, dialogue on on, like, our bodies or female health or just, like, human health in general, like... We have to have a dialogue about being able to connect with our bodies again, which I feel like we've just haven't. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my thing. The other was, like, did I ever freaking tell you about the time that I was in Peru and had, like, a UTI?
1: No. What okay. happened?
0: Good Lord. So I had, like, I was, I remember I had just finished college, and it was, like, spring break and it was the first time I was going to go to Peru to visit my sister mm-hmm. and I was going to be there for two weeks it was like this amazing super exciting trip you know yeah. and I ended up getting a freaking like raging UTI probably because of like spring break like fine like midterms holding it or yeah. something and of course like the minute we relaxed, I ended up getting a UTI and but it was so painful, and I don't know, have you ever had a UTI?
1: Yes. Oh my god, yes. From years of teaching and having to hold it.
0: Like yes. I
1: was where I wouldn't pee for 12 hours straight.
0: Seriously, like, I used to do dance when I was little. Not that I ever was a good dancer, so let's not. Let's just take that out <laughs> of that. Um, but we, I would have to wear my leotard all day because yeah. my dance class was in the afternoon. And um i would hold it cuz i was didn't know how to put my leotard back on so then i would get utis even at a young age so i was very familiar with this devil that arises um they're the freaking worst but anyway so i had this like raging uti with all of the symptoms of like needing to pee burning not feeling well back cramps like all of the stuff but then i also just, like, was so uncomfortable that down there and obviously was having a little bit of discharge that I was, like, that's it. I have cancer. Like, easy. That's it. I'm dying. I contracted some something. I am having a terminal illness now, and I'm, like, that's it. My vagina's done. Um, But I ended up... So, I was in so much pain that I, like, needed to go to the hospital. And my... Sister's mom was so kind and was like, Yeah, you know, we're just gonna get you to my gynecologist, and this is gonna be a very good experience. Don't worry, we're gonna get everything figured out. But of course, me and my American mindset, I'm like, Great, now I'm sick in a foreign country going into the hospital system here. Like, what does that mean? And it was the best experience of my freaking life. So I go into this, like, doctor's like room at a hospital and I walk in and this guy (laughs) has his desk, like, like a homey antique desk type thing next to his like chair where he like will does his thing with all of his family photos all around the room. And it was just like very, I was like, okay, this is different than the normal hospital setting in the States where you're just like in this very clinical not homey type of vibe and no it was just like and there was a giant tv and so I'm thinking like okay I'm in the chair this guy is with me like the doctor with um, his nurse because obviously there's a nurse in the room to do any examination and my sister's mom is next to me and she's like okay I'm gonna stand by your head right so well actually she's like do you want me in the room and I said yes I was like can you stand by my head though so that way you're not like you know, in my vagina. Right. And that, that's still private. Well, I thought that TV was going to be this like serenity thing in the background that I'm going to focus on. (laughs) Yeah. And this like freaking, I don't know, big ass screen TV has my vagina, like my actual vagina on the screen. And so even when he did, you know, like the cervical exam, He actually, it was a small camera, too, with his instruments in the cervical exam. So he was actually explaining to me, like, this is your cervix. This is what your cervix looks like. This is the fluid I am seeing in here. This is what's normal. This is what's not. It was so thorough and, like, my mind was blown. One, because I don't even think I've ever seen my vagina, like, that close. You
1: know? It was, HDTV point, you know? it was HD TV at that point. It was HD.
0: My sister's mom was like, "I mean, I was shocked. Like when I tell you, like my soul had left my body because, like, I had now. I was just like, I was not prepared for this." Um, my sister's mom was like, "You know, your vagina looks so happy," <laughs> and I was like, "What? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean?" I was like, I'll take the compliment, um, even though I was not happy in that moment. But I was like, that's the type of medical care that I kind of wish we did get here. Like, that's never been my experience in the yeah. States. Have you ever seen your vagina on screen and have, like, someone explain everything to you? No,
1: and if anything, like, that's, like, the exact opposite of any sort of experience I've had in the U.S. I mean, we, we all know about cis <laughs> from college, um, so I ended up getting a very large cyst right next to my clitoris, but, you know, I'm a little bit more heavy set. it was tender, so I didn't want to look down there. And so over the course of like a week, this cyst continued to grow and fill up with pus right next to my clitoris. So every time I moved, I was in an excruciating pain and being in Florida, it's hot, it's sweaty, like, so you're already struggling in the middle of summer um but by the time I finally was like I can't take this I'm going to like you know lose my shit um my boyfriend and I at the time went to four different hospitals because none of them would accept me to drain this cyst and like mind you we were going to the emergency room so it wasn't like necessarily a gynecologist was on schedule But the fact that I went to four different hospitals and the reason why I eventually got treatment was not because they drained it. It was because it burst. And when Uh it burst, it was such a high pain that I actually passed out. It was unconscious until they helped me regain consciousness.
0: That is wild.
1: Yeah. And I still remember, like, Telling my family about this, and they were saying that I was not keeping myself clean enough. Which later I found out that, like, there's some women who are more prone to this, especially if you do a lot of like body hair removal. Like, and I have very curly, coarse hair, that you're more prou- prone to like having ingrown hairs. But honestly, it has nothing really to do with cleanliness, it really just has to do with like your anatomy but remembering so much shame and thinking to myself, like, why did I even talk to my parents about this? You know, whereas you had a family member looking at your happy vagina on a 52-inch screen TV.
0: Yes, (laughs) I know. That is so different. That's very different. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I would say that Number one, I'm sorry. Ew. I know. I want to hug you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh. hmm. But the other thing is, you know, just though I had that experience there, I would say most of my experiences were probably similar in terms of the hospital systems that we have here. Yeah. I would say. Like, um, you know, I had my endometriosis stuff. And I like have had that for years and I'm still going through that. And I can't tell you like how many doctors I saw that just like totally dismissed what was going on and was like, no, like you're just having normal periods. Like you just have heavy periods. That's everybody's different. Like, yeah, some people experience pain. Like, okay, well, some people experience pain in intercourse, like deal with that. Like, so there were so many things that I felt like oh, this must be normal and I must accept this level of pain or discomfort or whatever it is because that's it. And I'm realizing now like there's so many, there's so much more information out there that we really don't know about. Like even when it comes to like, I mean, um, this podcast can go on forever, literally, because yeah. like there's so many things. But even when it comes to like STIs and things like that, like I, there's a lot of things that we just make assumptions and heavy judgments on, but we don't really know the actual biology of things, Yeah. right? Um, and I feel like maybe if we have more of a dialogue to understand our bodies and what happened, you know, like what's happening, like maybe we could have some more compassion for others too. Um, but okay, so your family basically said that you were not clean and that was not the case at all. Yeah. And so having that shame or judgment, like that's awful. So like have you had a hard time like going back for things like that? Or have you been able to be like, no, like this is normal, this is like a reaction from like, you know, just whatever, body hair removal, that kind of stuff. Which by the way, I've had ingrown hair before, so I can I understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I mean, so first of all, try and, trial and error. I think we all, at some point, if you're a millennial, had the nair <laughs> at some point and smelled like garbage trying to remove all of your hair follicles, whether it was from your legs or your bikini line or whatever, you know, like nair, shaving, waxing, although you have done some of the permanent hair removal stuff. I have not done that yet, but like, you know i've definitely learned there are certain methods that work best for my body and for my hair um you know so like for instance like if i can't get waxed regularly i'll trim yeah uh, but i will not shave like i will not shave to like a close you know shave i will not you know i don't use near anymore because like that's also really bad for you um And then even when it comes to waxing, like, I'll only use hard wax. I won't do the soft wax. So, you know, the hard wax is the one where you don't use paper. It's just applied directly onto your skin, and it's pulled. Um,
0: I just got the shakes because I had a flashback. Talk about, like, (laughs) trauma. Um, I was in – I must have been, like, in college and, like, in between – like wax people, waxes, or something, and needed like a quick wax or something before a trip. And so I went to my not normal wax lady, um, yeah. but she ended up waxing me with the soft wax and paper for a oh, Brazilian. My. Yeah. I, that was. I honestly, I just know that it was absolutely excruciating and that I was sweating, but I, I can't tell you any other detail. Like it's been completely blocked <laughs> from my mind, but I know that I was bleeding at one point. Oh, God. Yeah. Cause that paper stuff, I, I even think there was like stuff missing and I was like, please for the love of God, just like,
1: let it be,
0: let it be, you know, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm fine yeah. if I have like a completely, like, uneven haircut down there. <laughs> I just forget it. The one strip is fine. We don't have to do the rest of it, you know? Oh, my God. oh man, that was brutal.
1: I I had the soft wax experience right before backpacking through Europe. Because oh, Jesus.
0: I, Lord Almighty, bless us.
1: Yeah, because, like, people who've gone to Europe you know the showers are really small and if you're a bigger girl trying to like shave all those intimate parts which back then I was still trying to shave them ignore me that was oh my god that was 12 years ago anyways but um yes I was like let me get waxed at this random wax place in North Carolina and I I cried like you know normally like yeah you're in pain when you get wax, but I literally cried and she almost like stopped it and I was like I already paid $60 for this you're gonna finish the t-
0: <laughs> girl like oh god we should do like a whole segment on like body hair situations because it is so funny like I think um oh man there's so many freaking stories but when you talk about laser hair removal yes I did laser hair removal I did like six sessions or I paid for like it was supposed to be like eight sessions that I pre-paid for because you know how they have like those plans yeah and so I pre-paid for it and it was going to be like my underarms and my you know my hoo-ha and I was like fine cool um hey
1: excuse me what what did you get done? Your underarms and your what?
0: My hoo-ha. My, yes. No, that's not, that, no. no. No? My pussy? Because okay. You
1: got, you got your vagina done.
0: You got your Brazilian, <laughs> like, we're going to big girl words. You know. We're going to say big girl words for it? Okay, I love it. So, yeah, my vagina. So, I went to go get the laser hair removal, and it was so painful. It felt like baby stingrays attacking um, my vagina, if that's what being stung like a baby stingray would feel like I assume I'm not sure but it was very painful and it wasn't until the third session where they even told me that numbing cream was a thing yes and I was so irritated because then they were like you can you we you can buy your own numbing cream or you can borrow ours but our numbing cream is going to be 50 dollars every time that they use it and I have to wait an additional hour for it to, or 45 minutes to set in before they go ahead and do it, which I was like, okay, number one, why was like, why was a numbing cream never like an option? Why was this never brought up? Right. But then I was like, at that time, you know, I was like struggling out of college and I didn't have enough money to spend $50 for whatever you know for another thing and um I thought about buying the numbing cream online and I think eventually I found like a cheaper one but then I just got scared I was like I don't know what product this shit is I don't know what I'm putting on my skin and then the the girl who did it like actually totally made me feel bad as if she kept saying like oh it's it's still hurting or like not even on the high voltage <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like yeah yeah um it is and i think by the fourth session um because i found out like there was like that cream by the third one and then i went back for one more time to see if i could just like get through it yeah. and i did my underarms it was absolutely painful and then before she got to my vagina i was just like you know what I really love myself today, and I'm going to set boundaries. And my boundary is that I've had enough. (laughs) And she was like, what? Why? You have more sessions. Like, stay. And I can throw in the numbing cream. And I was like, thank you so much for wanting to throw in the numbing cream now. And I appreciate that. And I am also done. I am (laughs) totally done, and I'm fine with my body here at this point. So... Thank you for that. But, yeah, it was just, like, so painful for me. But I don't know. I've had other people who've done laser, they swear by it, and they've, like, done the numbing cream, and they were fine, and it wasn't painful. Like, I think my – yeah, I mean, I think my sister did it or something like that, too. Um, yeah. I think one of my friends did, too. Um yeah. And it was fine, so. You know, like,
1: one of the things that I've learned, I feel like more recently – is like I used to be like hey like we all go through periods and like we all have that shared experience and that shared pain and it's like I used to be like yeah we are all in pain but realizing that everyone's pain tolerance and also like what they're actually feeling is not the same right yeah and just to like not be like oh it can't be that bad or like really yours is bad for like, your pain is bad for a whole week, like, mine is only bad for three days, like, I'm incapacitated, I'm curled up in a fetal position, but it's only three days, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's just to, like, listen and respect people for what they're saying, because, like, that's their pain, and that's what they're used to feeling, you know, or not feeling in that case.
0: Definitely, and, like, I've noticed that, too, more and more, because I feel like, Especially when it comes to our bodies, like dang, do we get like thrown shade by other women, right? Because how many times were you like at the school office? Hey, I need to call home or something. I'm not feeling well, and they were like, "Oh, because of your period, you can stay." (laughs) I literally had someone tell me that at school, (laughs) and I'm like, and I had such bad sciatica. Like, I I don't know if you ever got like the shooting pain down your leg from your cramps. Mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like dude I'm you know 14 I just want to go <laughs> home you know and I and now working with like kids I'm like I, how could you look at someone and be like sorry you have your period just like everyone else like suck it up I'm like no dude like periods are hard they hurt Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they knock it out of I you mean, yeah
1: I mean having it my first period i was nine jesus I'll remember you know people being shocked like if i went to the nurse's office saying i needed a pad you know for dismissing me saying like oh you can't need a pad i was like no i i need the
0: yeah. yeah that is so wild so, so do you so think wild.
1: that's enough good content for a first episode
0: I think so. I think next time though, we need to actually go into, um, <laughs> like naming a topic. the body parts. Okay. Oh. Yes.
1: Should we come up with like a song, like head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but it's like ovaries, fallopian tubes, and cervix, cervix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes, absolutely. So why? Okay. Actually, why don't we do it now? Are you up for the challenge, my science teacher friend?
1: I kind of want to pause because (laughs) I forgot to tell you about something weird that happened last
0: night. (laughs) Oh my god, can you tell it on air or no?
1: I mean, it's totally unrelated.
0: (laughs) Then I'm going to pause because I want to hear this. Okay, so now that I got all of the tea on Hannah's life that's not recorded, we are now going to finish up the... (laughs) our random episode of pussy poppers on the structure of the vagina so hannah are you quizzing me because i will fail um or am i quizzing you so hannah
1: yes so here's the thing this is not a quiz we are getting acquainted with ourselves this is the introduction to pussy poppers (laughs) but what i would like you to do is to get the nearest mirror or even camera, you can take a selfie. And I would like you to, you know, get intimate with yourself. And I would like you to open your legs so that you can get to <laughs> better know your vulva. All right, so we're gonna start off really simple with our vulva anatomy. And the first thing you're gonna notice is that you have two different lips around your vulva. So you have the labia majora, which are like the outer lips they tend to be a little bit more fleshy. They they got a little bit of meat to them. Then if you open up wider, you're gonna see your inner lips. Now these inner lips are not gonna be as, you know, there's not as much tissue to them. They're a little bit thinner, you know? And when you look and see the labia majora and menorah meet at the top, that is normally where your clitoris is. And so your clitoris, you know, is where all the good times happen great sensations you know but it's normally at the top it's normally where those two lips meet then directly underneath you're going to see a very very small opening and that's your urethra and i think a lot of guys and possibly a lot of other people get confused thinking that we pee out of the same opening and we don't the urethra has its own opening that's where we pee from you know that is connected to our kidneys in our excretory system. Then you're gonna see the next hole, which is your vagina. You know, your vagina is where you have your menstruation. This is where you have, you know, vaginal intercourse, all that good stuff. And then if you are going to leave the labia minora majora and if you go a little bit further down, you're gonna see the opening up to your anus. And this is also a part of your digestive system. This is where you would have, you know, anal sex. This is where you poop, all the good stuff that you need to do. But take a minute and look down under there. Do you have a happy vagina like our friend Lori here? (laughs) Or do you have one that, you know, maybe gets the occasional pimple like mine does? (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. Because you know what? Sometimes happy vaginas also get pimples too, but take a minute to look down under there and get acquainted because we want to get to know you better too.
0: Heck yeah. So this wraps up the first episode <laughs> of Pussy Poppers. Um, so hopefully you guys all have your mirrors. You're doing everything that Miss Hannah says because we're now we're in Miss Hannah's classroom. Okay. Um, And we just get to know each other and have fun on this process. So next time, we're going to go into more details of what these parts do. Hopefully, Hannah doesn't quiz me because I will fail. But I'm going (laughs) to learn on this journey with you guys, too. All right. So should we say, like, pussy poppers together? Like, "puppy pussy poppers (laughs) and out or something? (laughs) And by the way, that's like a tongue twister for me. Or how do we end this?
1: You know you
0: know pop that pussy i don't know pop that pussy pop it i love it it. okay (laughs) all right we hope
1: you keep popping it and we'll keep locking it
0: there you go we hope you keep popping it and
1: we'll keep locking it
0: bye guys Bye.